The year was 2014. Two men meet in college. One gay, one straight. And a friendship develops. The gay one catches feelings, while the straight one gets a girlfriend. And a friendship crumbles. They haven't spoken in five years. Listen as they rekindle their friendship over Zoom while discussing pop culture and their lives. This week, we talk TV reboots and revivals. But first, I try to explain to Ryan why Britney Spears can't leave her own home. On episode 6 of 5 with Ryan and Dallas. Luca, I haven't seen it yet. I watched half. Half. Margo, Mar- we went to watch with Margo, and she got tired halfway through. But she's still enjoying it. She has all of, like the McDonald's toys. My Snapchat boyfriend watched it, and he said, "He said this movie is so gay." He said, "Replace going up to the surface with being gay," <laughs> and it's two boys who like have a friendship. You know, so, yeah, this movie's very gay. This is what my sister said. She said that she thought it was really gay, but I watched half of it. And it just like. It's that I know whatever a young boy friendship, yeah. But that's COVID it's not, it's is not, gay. Is it, yeah, but is it? Yeah, because I feel like I had a young boy friendship and it was not gay. It was with my cousin. Like, yeah, it's but not, there's a lot of gay gay men who, as kids, have a friendship and then realize, oh, I was actually in love with that yeah. person. So I think that's what people are taking from it, and okay. they can't just be like, oh yeah, this is a gay <laughs> gay kid who's going to grow up to be gay because then you would have groups down your damn throat. I don't even know if there Disney was any sexuality that. in that movie. Anyways, they're kind of young, right? No, there weren't. There wasn't, but it's not. It there isn't sexuality in it either when you're that age. No, I know. You know, it's more of a infatuation you have for a friend, and then you realize, oh, I think people are just putting their own spin on it. There's been a lot of Disney movies lately. I feel like a lot of Disney movies have been looked at as they are gay, but not. Yeah, well, there's a lot of gay creators in it behind the scenes. They can't be open about that's what it is because then it's controversial i feel like they could no they couldn't i no. definitely feel like in, I, we're not I there yet like not in kids shows because there's people who are still in, on the whole you know gay people are indoctrinating children to be gay and see i don't 100 percent agree with you not true on this because i know it's no, not it the exists. same it exists i, I know I'm, like it's not the same exact audience but jojo siwa coming out yeah but she's an adult now but I'm saying, but her, I know her audience, audience is children. Is but children. But like, even that, bit. like for Haley was buying stuff for Margot, and so was both our families. <laughs> and then Haley's grandma and stuff are just like, they're not the most accepting on gay culture. Yeah. But they still bought her JoJo Siwa stuff. Have you seen the JoJo Siwa cereal? I just saw it a couple of days ago. I saw it in stores. I didn't like go up and look at it. So I, <laughs> oh my God. I listen to those songs oh, every day, 500 times. Strawberry bop. <laughs> Margo likes boomerang. So we listen to a lot of boomerang. Well, that's your fault for playing it for her. It's cute though, because now at this point she knows like half the words and she's a two and a half year old singing. So like when the choruses start, she'll start singing the chorus of the song. She knows words, which is hilarious because she's two and a half. So I might have a gifted one, which I don't, that'll be tough. Yeah, that would suck, actually. It's good because they're super smart, but then you have to like take them to a good school. Yeah, so then it's on move. you to step Otherwise, up. you wasted their talent. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you were talking a couple weeks ago. What's going on with Britney Spears? I don't really know the whole situation. Basically, yeah, I mean, you know, it's famous when she had a nervous mental breakdown. That wasn't the situation that really set it off. There's a situation after that where she locked herself in her house with her kids. Her parents got scared, you know, for her well-being. But of course, you know, it's really just she makes them money. (laughs) They didn't want her to to tank her career. (laughs) The stuff with her dad, like he left when she was a teenager, like a young teenager. He comes back when she gets super famous, put her into a conservatorship, meaning they took over control of her finances. The only reason that I'm aware, the only reason she agreed to it is because her dad threatened to go after full custody of her two kids. And they said it would only be like a year or two. Conservatorships are usually for people in comas or who can't, you know, financially take care of themselves. This is a woman who, after she gets in the conservatorship, all of a sudden she's having to go on Vegas residencies and world tours. And she was a judge on X Factor. She's making money. She's making a living for herself. So there was no reason for her to be in a conservatorship once that continued. There's this one podcast I listened to about her Instagram because her Instagram was kind of weird. Oh yeah, I've seen the we saw some stuff on that. Yeah. Her Instagram was very weird. Like her like making videos of her twirling around and yeah, like secret messages and the wording and yeah. how she was in the video and so yeah. But even without that, it was just how weird the Instagram was. And these two comedians I know created a I knew them from another podcast. They created a podcast called Britney's Graham, but they got a tip from someone who used to be in the Britney circle that Britney was in trouble. And this was after in 2018 fall 2018, she was supposed to do another Vegas residency after she had just done a world tour. And when they announced the residency, she comes out of the stage, like pops up, you know, in front of hotel and there's all these fans and she's supposed to talk to the crowd and she walks. Oh, is this where she walked right through everybody? Yeah. Yeah. She just walks out and into a car. (laughs) It was like, okay. (laughs) And a week later it was canceled. And what we heard from her people was that she was worried about her father because her father had appendix surgery two months ago. That didn't make any fucking sense. No, she's not. Like, what? We now know it was because she was burnt out. She didn't want to do the residency. And they were basically forcing her to do it. That's when this podcast I was listening to got a tip. Brittany was being held hostage in her home. Not a lot of people knew about the conservatorship. If they knew about it, they just assumed it was over. It's not over. It's been happening for 11 years, which is crazy. She literally doesn't have any control over her own finances. You know, she's the one making all the money. She's the one putting in the work. She's not allowed to see friends. She's not allowed to leave without permission. She's not allowed to buy anything or go on vacation or leave the country. Could she just stop working? Well, that's kind of what she tried to do when she basically made him cancel that residency. She just wants the conservatorship to be over. She's talked to the courts before, but it was always a closed court. Because the fucked up thing is, she always had a court-appointed lawyer. She can never hire her own lawyer because she can't. And her dad is hiring lawyers with her money to be against her. So she's paying for the lawyers trying to keep her in a conservatorship. It's really fucked up. And she was quiet about it. She didn't say anything. But all her fans and everyone knew that obviously she wasn't okay with it. And she finally spoke to the court in an open hearing. She asked for the court to be open to public and media and stuff. This was two weeks ago now. And it's the first time she spoke about it publicly in 11 years. And she's, you know, she said she wants to sue her entire family. Anyone involved, including all her family, should be in jail. There's a lot of stuff with her dad too, because her dad's not in charge of it anymore. But 
the person who is was appointed by him. So she wants it to be over and she doesn't want any more mental evaluations because they put her through mental evaluations all the time. They make her go to a psychiatrist or a therapist four times a week. You know, she doesn't get to choose who it is or where it is or when it is. And if she doesn't, then she doesn't get to go on vacation or what it's, it's just like, she's an adult. She's a 40 year old woman <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who had a mental, mental issues. So you get her help. You don't trap her in. Why is the court still siding with the dad? I, that I don't, that's the question people do not understand. Conservatorships take a long time to get out of, and it does not favor the conservatee at all. Brittany even said she didn't even know she could petition the court to end it. She was never told she could do that. So she just assumed she couldn't do that. So I think Haley was saying, is there cameras watching her at all times too inside of her house? I know she said there's people watching her, like her dad hired people to stay with her in her home and they would watch her every move because they're worried for her health. You know, it's just, it's such bullshit because it's stuff that she did 11, 12 years ago. So does her dad have to approve who she dates then as well? Yeah, the guy she's dating now, been with him for a while, like three or four years. That's a big thing too. She wants, under the conservatorship, the rules that her father has, she's not allowed to get married. She wants to have a baby with him. She has an IUD in, and she's claiming that they're not letting her go to a doctor to take it out. How can a conservator control that? That's what I, I don't know. And that's where it feels like she's, it's such a Stockholm syndrome situation. It's been 12 years almost mm-hmm. where she really truly believes and is scared of these people that if she does these things, that there'll be repercussions. So is little Jamie Lane Spears, is she part of the people that are assholes to Brittany? Well, yeah. As far as Brittany said, Brittany said her entire family. Her entire family is to blame for this and she wants to sue her entire family. Because it's coming out that Jamie Lynn gets like a paycheck or something from their dad, Why? Jamie. She lives in Louisiana with her husband, whose name is Jamie, by the way, which is Jamie so fucking confusing. Their dad is Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn's husband is Jamie. Jamie Lynn came out and said, you don't know, like to the press, you know, and fans, you don't know the situation, you're not a part of it. But Brittany is telling us, you know, we believe Brittany more than we believe you. Sorry, Zoe. Amanda Bynes' fall from Grace was really sad. That was the saddest. Yeah. And it just came out of nowhere. It seemed like she was she did like easy A, and then it was just a disaster. Yeah. In one of Gary's classes, this professor at our college, Gary, the first one I had with him, actually, we had to do a group thing where we had to pick a topic. And that's when he put me and Cody and some other kid that people thought was gay or was gay in a group. We gave them like four or five different topics that we might do. It was during the Winter Olympics in Russia when they had all those anti-gay laws. Olympics again. Yeah, which is why I brought it up. It was my idea. But there was a couple others we liked too. And he was so adamant that we do the gay athletes. Do the gay athletes. And I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't out yet because I didn't know anybody. I mean, I was out, but not out to people at Lake State yet. Anyway, this other group was doing mental health and celebrities was their topic. And they did a presentation and they played a YouTube video and it was of a news, a news piece where this newswoman in newswoman voice reads the tweet that Amanda Bynes sent about Drake. Do you remember that? Yeah, that she wanted him to fuck her pussy, right? <laughs> murder her pussy. Murder her pussy. Okay. <laughs> I want Drake to murder my pussy. <laughs> and the newscaster woman said it like that. Like, and then she sent a tweet and it said, I want at Drake to murder my pussy. And I start laughing and no one else yeah. is laughing. <laughs> 
think Cody looks at me and, and then starts laughing. Thank God. I'm like, how am I the only one laughing at that? That's hilarious. That was when she was going through it. That's when she had, she got in 10 traffic accidents in one month or something. And at that point, someone needs to step in. Yeah. Felt real bad. Really sad. Because she was huge. For, I love that show. I watch Amanda Bunch all the time. She was legitimately talented and funny. And she was on all that. She was so young. She looked like she was like nine or 10. She was real young. And then she was like on all the like figured out and all those game shows that hit all the cast. I was watching old all that clips. And there's one. It was Keenan and Nick Cannon. And they were playing. They were in drag playing these women who were working at a convenience store. And they're, you know, the whole joke was they were in the ghetto and they had the wigs and they had the long nails. What's the etiquette for doing drag for comedic purposes? Well, it's been a lot of places for decades. But, but it's still kind of just mainstream. Like I talked about Good Mythical Morning before and I watched that and they still dress as women as like a joking manner. Mm-hmm. But still nobody takes offense to it, is it? Are they the always sunny people? No, this is Good Mythical people? Morning. I don't know. It's Good Mythical Morning. The fuck this is, is that? a this is a YouTube show. The YouTubers, you, YouTubers, Rhett and Link. Don't watch YouTubers, please. Why? Because they're bad people. Bad people. Yeah, bad people. What, what do you mean, bad people? They're just annoying. <laughs> I enjoy them. Oh, it's just a bunch oh. of food stuff. Mukbang. Oh, let's eat seventeen thousand chicken nuggets. That's not what they do. But are they the twins that do the boxing? These aren't twins. Who are the twins that do the boxing? I don't know, Dallas. They're all over Snapchat. They're like the only famous people. If if I went off who's famous based on Snapchat, it would just be like YouTubers. I'm surprised uh, you don't know who Rhett and Link are. I, I know. I, big... I heard the name. Yeah. I couldn't pick them on the lineup, but I heard the name. Aren't they? They were comedian people who went to YouTube. Yeah. And then, yep. so they're somewhat legit. Yeah, somewhat. Unlike the people I'm trying to think of, and I can't remember their name. He does the MMA fighting. Joe Rogan? No, don't get me started. I don't know who you're Rogan. No, they're blonde and young. I don't. Uh, the Paul, Jake and Logan Paul. Yes. Okay. The Paul brothers. We're going to be right back with our top five TV reboots and revivals after this short break. Stay tuned. When it comes to building your email list, subscription forms are a critical step because a tiny mistake can make everything less effective. This is why Moosend has come up with countdown timers that will engage and make the visitor's mind go, oh, I need that. When it comes to audience management, the platform also offers you email notifications for new signups and even form labels and embedded codes to keep everything nice and tidy. Design-wise, they're easy to make, responsive, and of course, there are templates that can make your subscription forms happen without you breaking a sweat if you don't want to. Your subscription forms can look and feel different too, since the platform doesn't offer just one subscription form type. From model pop-ups and floating bars to full-page subscription forms, you have a wide variety of styles and customization tools to capture new subscribers' information in an instant. What your visitors see and when they see it is totally up to you based on your goals. You can display your subscription forms on specific pages, devices, or show them to users that have chosen certain cookies. What's more, you can create different forms for different locations and operating systems. And again, if you need to do something that the platform doesn't really support, there's definitely an integration for that. Musan's subscription forms are designed to save you time and effort as they allow you to transfer the collected data anywhere you need through your automated workflows and connect them with all the tools you're using. Check out Musend at musend.grsm.io slash top five. That is musend.grsm.io slash top five. So this week we're going to do a topic that Ryan doesn't know 
anything about. Yep. Because uh, it's TV related. I'm way more versed in TV. I grew up on TV. It's reboots, revivals. I included reunion specials just for Ryan. One of mine is maybe a spinoff, but not really. But spinoffs are a whole other thing. So not really including spinoffs. Basically, I picked this topic because I've been hearing a lot of news about shows getting rebooted or revived, if you will, or new, you know, new incarnations of shows. Or, and there's all different types, of course, you know. There's like the Will and Graces where they bring back all the characters and actors and they, it's just them older. And then there's the ones on like Disney Channel where characters from shows have kids and the, the kids of the old characters are the stars and old stars are the supporting characters. Like Girl Meets World, etc. And there's all different types. I wanted to, I made a list of all the revivals that I've seen that are going to happen this year, next year, because I think it's funny because there's like a thousand. Let's see. Lizzie McGuire, which I guess is happening now. It wasn't, and now it is. True Blood, Sex in the City, Kids in the Hall, Dexter, Beavis and Butthead, Doogie Howser, MD, Daria, Boondocks, Good Times, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Frasier, which I don't understand, Fairly Odd Parents, Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> which my mom is excited about, Ren and Stimpy, Queer as Folk, and then ones that just started, like Rugrats, iCarly, Gossip Girl, Walker, which is a Walker, Texas Ranger. Spin-off. Kind of like the MacGyvers and the Magnum PIs and all that stuff. Yeah. Saved by the Bell. And that's it. But I've done that. I'll go into my list. Okay. Which I did number this time. I didn't number mine, so I well. I took your place for that. My number five. I mean truthfully i have two that could have been my number five and i'm picking right now but i'm gonna pick golden palace golden palace was i guess technically, a spin-off? technically a spinoff but i argue that it's a <laughs> a continuation because the only reason it happened it's a continuation of the golden girls uh but it's because b arthur who played dorothy did not want to continue with the show, they were going to do an eighth season and she didn't want to do an eighth season. So ABC, ABC, NBC, I think it was NBC, whatever network it was on, it canceled Golden Girls because B didn't agree to continue, but everybody else did. So Betty White, Room Clanahan, Sophia, not Sophia, Estelle Getty, who played Sophia, wanted to continue. So CBS picked it up. And made a new concept where, and by the way, B. Arthur plays, so you know, Estelle Getty's mom, and she just leaves her mom, her elderly mother, to live yeah. with these two women. <laughs> okay, and they run a hotel in Miami on Miami Beach. Why I don't really remember why the show is horrible. It's not good because it's just not the same. It's not the same chemistry without. Why is it? Why is it on your B. list? That it's a horrible show. Because it's the Golden Girls, Ryan. And I didn't know about it until like 2006. And at that point, I had been watching the Golden Girls for a long time. Because it never aired in syndication. Until Lifetime was like, we're doing a marathon of the Golden Palace. And I was like, what the fuck is the Golden Palace? And it's notable because it's the first time we see Don Cheadle. 
Yeah, Don Cheadle's in it because I've seen I've never seen the show, but I've seen like some of the clips. And I think there was like, was there a racist episode? Oh, or something yeah, about race. Totally, yeah. totally an episode where <laughs> Don Cheadle plays the manager of the hotel and he's kind of cranky and he doesn't like the women who bought it or the Golden Girls. Blanche, who's you know from Atlantis, you know, Confederate daughters, all that stuff, wants to have a Daughters of the Confederacy meeting. <laughs> at the hotel and so there's literally confederate flags everywhere like all over the hotel and don Cheadle has to be like hold up (laughs) but that's the yeah that's the episode it went it ran for two seasons i think i think it went two seasons one or two uh and it's just very funny it's just funny that it happened and it's funny why it happened to me but it's not Spinoffs to me are like you take one character from the show and look into their life. And that's not what this was. And like usually spinoffs are happening as the other show is happening. That's all I have to say. Okay. But don't worry. My next two are going to be like 45 minutes long. Yeah. Are they shows you actually think are quality or is it more garbage <laughs> that you're just. Golden Palace. It doesn't. Golden song. Palace. Listen. I love those actresses. They could do anything they could do bad shit. And I'm going to watch it and love it. Like, don't worry. I have bad stuff on my list. So, but yeah, the rest is quality to me. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's my five and not my one. So I'm going to go with for my number five, a combination of stuff just because we wanted to make it fit. So the HBO max, reunion specials for friends and the fresh prince of bel-air have you watched either of these no when did fresh prince happen i think it had it was like late last year i believe it could have been early this year it was either late last year early this year did they have both moms or just one aunts yeah they had both her aunts because the one like hated will smith didn't you yep yeah and they talked about talk about it (laughs) they talked it yeah it was like the one emotional spot because they brought in like the replacement aunt for most of the episode yeah and then they brought in the first aunt how long was the first one on because i remember the second one more than the first one i feel like it was like halfway through really i'm not the biggest fresh prince fan so i don't know yeah she really hated will smith and it seems like he really kept her out of the show and potentially blackballed her out of hollywood because yeah. like she struggled to get anything i'm sure i think she was like a new mom at the time so like really just ruined her entire life which is scary that one person controlled that in hollywood yeah i was just gonna say i love that trope where it happens in soap operas it's like a normal thing but on tv shows it's rare and it's so funny when they replace actors yeah. for the same character we're supposed to just suspend disbelief and be like okay that's her now <laughs> it's so yeah. funny like the worst one was um what's that show with urkel family matters yeah because it was this the last season and they look nothing alike they look completely different and they sound different and they act different and this is the same character no they did it in a show i didn't really watch too much but it was like tim allen's last man standing show i watched like part of it when it first came on because i was intrigued and they replaced like every kid and that oh, show really? throughout throughout the show, it was like one sister or one daughter, then another daughter, I think. And then, well, that's like vacation movies where it's a different actor for both kids every movie. But 
don't they make jokes? I feel like they make mm-hmm. jokes about him look him looking different. And well, the best one was Roseanne with Becky because they made jokes all the time. It was great. And then they would. She left because she went to college. Like she wanted to go to college. It wasn't like she had like problems with anyone or anything. She just wanted to go to college. So they brought in Sarah Chalk to play Becky. And then the other actress would have like time off from college. So she'd come back sometimes. So there'd be like one episode is Sarah Chalk. The next episode is the other one. The next episode is Sarah Chalk. But they oh, would bad. joke about it. Yeah. Because there's an episode where they go to Disney World and it's Sarah Chalk playing Becky. And she goes, God, I'm sure glad I'm here this week. <laughs> and then the, the crowd like dies over it. But for me, it was mostly the Friends reunion special. I didn't watch Friends when it was on the air. I was kind of young. I think it ended in 2004. So I was 13. But my mom absolutely hates Friends, like with a passion. So yeah, we didn't watch it. My dad, My dad enjoys it, but my mom doesn't. And she's the ruler of the house so <laughs> the tv remote yeah controlling so we watch what she watches okay so this wasn't until like 2015 when i started dating Haley that we binged friends on netflix that's when it was still on netflix so that's when i got the attachment to the characters i think it's a good show i don't think it's a great show no I don't think it's lo- it scratches an itch yeah it's a good premise and the characters are well defined the jokes are yeah, cookie cutter, but that's what people want. But I think like the big thing for the reunion special is just how sad Matthew Perry is. Yeah, I don't know if he like stroked out. And we don't talk. Was, uh, no one. He's not saying what's wrong with him. We're just supposed no. to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, him just slurring words, and I was like, oh man. So and he seems like he's so antisocial from the group. Like this could have happened years ago, but he's always yeah, but doing something else. And didn't they? I've heard. I know about this because I listen to podcasts and they all talk about it or have talked about it. Didn't they had didn't talk for like 17 years, like all six of them together. I mean, yep. Yep. That's I think it's like so the first, crazy. The first time since the they show's off like, there. Not even publicly, together. just privately anything. Yep. They haven't been together in the same room for 17 years, which is crazy because you see like other shows and they have like pictures all the time with the entire cast got back yeah, together and-, and they were close. They seemed close, but yeah, so he seems like an interesting guy. From all of it, I really like Matt LeBlanc. Just seems like a genuine. Oh, dude. he's the one that everyone loves. I think. Yeah, yeah. just like as a person, he seems like a good human being. Mm-hmm. Not too full of himself. He made fun of his weight like that. Everyone yeah. else was like looked the same, but he's fat. And have you heard of episodes on Showtime yeah. where he mm-hmm. plays himself? And I mean, yeah, I want to watch does it. Does that? I haven't watched that yet, but. And I've never watched Joey. I don't even know if I can watch it anywhere. Like, I know it's completely like that is I watched I it when it's on. like, that's a spinoff. Oh yeah. That's definitely also spin-off. it's one character. Yeah. But they, and I hate like, they had like one other person, I think that was off of friends, maybe his dad or something that made an appearance, mm-hmm. but everyone else they recast, which I just don't understand. I just, why don't you just bring in the people? that were in friends as his relatives unless they were just not available or just were completely trash actors, but it was a pretty good, like they didn't do any, I wish they would do like a scene. Like you don't have to do a full episode, but do a scene in character would be nice. Mm-hmm. Cause while it's not technically a reboot or revival, like what Seinfeld did for Kirby enthusiasm, where they basically 
did an episode through the show. Did you see what West Wing did last year? Mm-mm. I thought that was well done. They did. Everyone came back and they did like a stage version of an episode. Yeah. So they had the scripts in their hands, but they were doing an episode on stage and yeah, then they shot really it. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. On stage is cool. Cause I think friends, they did like the round table read, which doesn't really do anything for me. Cause they're not, you're not really acting. You're just reading your part. No. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure what specials or reunion specials are going to do for HBO max in the future, but they're really well done. Not yeah. too dramatic, except for the aunt Vivian stuff. <laughs> that was slightly uncomfortable. I, yeah, I'm like, surprised of, they did that. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have. Back. I mean, you kind of have to bring her back. I think it would look bad if you didn't. Yeah, but I'm surprised she agreed to come back. I guess. That's what I mean. Yeah, and then for friends, they like Gunther wasn't there in person, but then he found out after that he has like stage four cancer, three four cancer. Who? Do you know the barista guy? Oh, is did he play? Was he in every episode that they were in the yeah. coffee shop? Yeah, so he I was. Know like if they the, switched out baristas or if it was the same guy. No, he was there throughout. So, but yeah, he was zoomed in, but then it was after it that he said he had cancer, and he didn't let anybody in the cast know. I don't think. So he's just like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. I'm dying." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which I know would have been like just a really awkward thing when they're trying to have like they had like a little crowd there for like the James Corden interview portion. Oh, why? They brought I heard about that too. And they had Justin Bieber come out in a fashion show or something stupid. Yeah. Why? why? Don't People don't want that. Because they're, I think they're trying to get like, I yeah. watched Friends at that time period. I don't care. But it's the kids. So yeah, I just made that fit because I didn't really have another reboot. So just combine those specials. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Oof. Are you ready for? <laughs> Yay! Can't wait to this deep dive and this. Are you ready for this drama? Oh, it's a sitcom, but there's a lot of drama in it. Oh, sitcom. Here we go. Okay, number four, Mama's Family. <clears throat> Have you heard of Mama's Family? Let me get, like. Okay. <laughs> let me let me think. Is I'm gonna sound stupid if I'm way off. Oh, I is don't care. This the, is this the lady that was on an episode of Hannah Montana? Yes. Is like her grandma yes. or one of her grandmas? Okay. Vicki Lawrence. Uh-huh. Okay. So okay. That's a lady with glasses, right? Is yeah. I don't. I, who did she play? Did she play herself? Not herself, but did she play her age on the show or did they make her look old? I don't remember Dallas. It was. Did she have like red hair or did Dal- she have a wig? Dallas, this is like one episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> I know she's I in it. I just don't remember how she was in it. It was like her and Dolly Parton were in an episode or something. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, I, yeah. I My mom just told me that like I, she talked about like this show that you're bringing up, but I never watched it. Okay. Oof, here we go. Do you know the Carol Burnett show? I know of it and never watched it. Okay. It was a sketch comedy show in the late 60s, early 70s. Carol Burnett was the lead and one of the other players was Vicki Lawrence, who was like 10 or 15 years younger than Carol Burnett, but looked like Carol Burnett. They did a skit or sketch or whatever, a recurring sketch where Vicki Lawrence played like a 60 year old woman. Vicki's like in her mid twenties, maybe at the time, but they put her in a wig, a little bit of makeup 
and she did like a southern voice like a southern accent and she played you know like a grandma basically but her name was mama her actual character name is thelma but they just call her mama anyway carol burnett played her daughter just this horrible wretched woman and it's very funny and then sometimes betty white would come on and play another daughter but anyway carol burnett show ends in like i don't know mid 70s mid late 70s carol burnett's husband who's like a tv producer has an idea for a show based on that sketch called mama's family so it premieres in like 81 or 82 and it's they bring in ken barry who's an old character actor to play a son and who's living with mama and then the other main character is i think it's mama's cousin but they call her aunt and it's played by rue mcclanahan who would go on to be in the golden girls basically it gets canceled after a couple seasons a big reason is carol burnett's husband who ran the show cheated on her and he she divorced him but a couple of years later, it gets picked up for syndication, but it's new episodes. So they wanted to bring back the show. The problem was Carol Burnett, you know, is divorced from this guy, doesn't like him. And Vicki Lawrence, who's friends with Carol, you know, it's a job. Why wouldn't she return to do this show and get a bunch of money? And so she did, does it and it creates a rift between her and Carol. And they're fine now, but. Carol never appears on the new version, but the new version in the time that the old version went off the air and the new version happened, Golden Girls was a thing. So they couldn't get Rue and they couldn't get Betty. So they were both those characters. They killed the Rue character off in the first episode. She just dies. (laughs) And another thing, Ken Barry, who plays the son in the first couple episodes of the original one, marries a neighbor, like And the whole joke is she's a slut and mama doesn't like her and she moves in. So they're living in the basement and that's kind of the comedy of it. And there's all these jokes about how they're always having sex and mama's like, they're, you know, whatever. And mama's character, she's like, she's just ornery and cranky and screams all the time and is pissed that people are living in her house. But only people that come back are Vicky and the son and the son's wife. So they're the only ones that come back. Okay. They get rid of the two kids that were, the son's kids, so mom's grandkids, they were the most annoying fucking actors ever. Oh my God, they were so bad. I forget their names, like Mickey and Sandra or something. They're horrible, horrible teenage, like teenage actors. They cut them, they go to move with their mom or whatever. Uh, and Carol Burnett's character's son comes to live with them. <laughs> so they switch out the grandkids. <laughs> So it's a new grandkid and he moves into Aunt Viv who died room. They add a neighbor too named Iola. And that's like the new core. It's like five characters. And I just, that show, that version is so much better and it's so much funnier. It's on, I used to watch it on TBS. Now it's on Logo, the gay channel. My dad watches it all the time because he just thinks it's funny that it's Vicky Lawrence, who's at that point in her 30s playing a 60-year-old. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the photos and it looks so ridiculous. She looks so young. She's, She's like so young. Young and, <laughs> young and attractive playing this 
75, 80 year old woman. And they barely put any makeup on her. It's just a wig and a muumuu. Yeah. She, she has no wrinkles. Her neck isn't like the old nope. vagina neck yet. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's camp. It's so camp. I love it so much. And she just, and her poor voice, Vicky Lawrence's voice, it's just her screaming the whole time at everybody. And it's, but she's fantastic in it. She sells it. Like she is such a good character actress. And she just is that character. Yeah, but she's playing Ken Berry's mom and she's probably 20 years younger than Ken Berry. <laughs> 15 to 20 years younger than Ken Berry. It's not like Estelle Getty who looked 80 when she was in her 60s. Yeah, this like, is like way, it just but, doesn't look right. No, it whatever. looks so, <laughs> but you know, it's TV, suspend your disbelief. I just love that show. And I love the aesthetics of the show and the costumes, like... Mama's always in something like purple or blue with like this big flower hat. <laughs> if it's daytime, she's wearing a big flower hat. If it's nighttime, she's wearing one of those huge nightcaps. <laughs> Iola's always wearing a pink dress. She has a different pink dress on in every episode, like crazy plaid, big ribbons. And, and then uh, Mama's daughter-in-law, played by Dorothy Lyman. She's always in something yellow and it's just a very funny show. Yeah, never. I've never watched it. It doesn't I, I get enough fa- credit at all. For yeah. yeah, I know my family did, but it just is not. I don't know if like reruns weren't really popular for yeah. it when I was growing up. But that's a funny thing is reruns are funny because sometimes you'll get a episode from the first two seasons and it looks so different and it's like grainy yeah. and the set is different. It's supposed to be the same house, but it looks completely different. And the second one is way more polished. But I just think it's so funny that they had to change the character. It probably just would have been the same show without Carol Burnett. Yeah. But they had to change the characters because one of the main characters was like on the golden girls now and she couldn't do it. So when you told me this topic, the first thing that popped in my head was my number four, which is fuller house, which I give you shit for picking a bad show. Fuller house is trash. It's trash. It's not good. The point. Is it though? Yeah, because like Full House, Full House was not it, good either, but it's better than this. This is like the lowest common denominator sitcom that what sitcoms have become. Which is, is Kimmy just, Gibbler a main character? I hope she is. Yay. So it's, D, it's DJ Stephanie and Kimmy Gibbler because the, the Olsen twins declined. Well, they don't act anymore. They could have made a cameo appearance, which I don't. And I guess they even asked Elizabeth Olsen. If she oh, would reprise the character. That's funny. Yeah, you act still. You're an actor. <laughs> then she declined, which like I'm not surprised. Like if her sisters declined. No. So for like the main characters from the original Full House, like John Stamos, Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, they don't really, they make like one or two yeah. appearances a season, which is whatever. I don't know. I wish they were more involved. What's the concept? Why do Stephanie and DJ live together? What's the so? Deal? What ends up happening is DJ's. It's the same fucking premise of the original. Like DJ's husband, husband dies. died. Cool. Husband dies, and then they move into Bob Saget's house. I don't know. I think he took a job somewhere else with <laughs> Aunt Becky. Who they, I don't. Because I haven't finished the show, and they write her off. I think the last. Oh, season is Aunt Becky? Was she in it? Before. Yeah, she was in it. She like mm-hmm. that's so funny. Her and John Stamos have a little child in it. Uh-huh. They, I think they wrote her off in the last season. 
just because of everything was going on. Yeah. But they make like an appearance or two. Uh, Steve becomes the main character in the show. So Aladdin. Who's that? Steve is DJ's boyfriend. He's the guy that played Aladdin. He was but like the. He wasn't the husband. Who died. That was somebody else. No. So it DJ ends up dating a guy named Matt. It's like she is a vet. She's a vet clinic in San Francisco, and it's her partner from the vet clinic. And then she falls in love with him. But then Steve, who's her high school sweetheart, comes in and ends up marrying her, I think. So he becomes Steve becomes a main character of the show season two or three. Well, good for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's mostly known for that. And then he was he's the Aladdin voice actor that's done Aladdin since it came out. Yeah. But he's I don't, I don't think he's a singing voice, though, just the character the show is not good and the kimmy gibbler's brother jimmy gibbler <laughs> was he a character in the big in the first one i think she had a brother but it's not not this guy and this guy is like <laughs> just super buff dumb. like kimmy's dumb this guy's just like the big buff dumb guy and then whoa he's hot he's hot Oof. yeah he kind of ha- he kind of has like that hemsworth body or it's just real. Ripped. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, Dallas, you don't need to jizz in your pants. Look at this picture, Jimmy man. Gibbler. Oh my goodness! But then uh, Kimmy is has an on again, off again ex husband that ends up buying the house next door, which is the Gibbler house. Dallas, this picture is nuts. He's like <laughs> he's got like oiled up abs. He's like playing a stripper. Is this in the show? It's a different I show. I don't know. Dallas. That is not. Well, I didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, now you're going to watch fault. the show just for him? Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. I'm back. He always has like a two, like his shirt's too tight in the show. And it's just, he plays up the big, dumb, buffy. Yeah. Like I'm a big buff guy. That's hot. Yeah. I like dumb. Yeah. I like dumb. But yeah, then Kimmy's husband, his name is, I think it's Ricardo or so. I don't even know. It's. But he's like this indie car race guy, and it's not a good show. But it was fun bringing it back, and it's not like Girl Meets World, where it doesn't center on the children. It centers on like the children of the original show. Yeah, but they were main characters. Yeah, but yeah, it's the '90s Renaissance. Okay, tie this next one to Golden Girls, Dallas. Come on. Well, it's a gay show, so. I'm sure they all love the Golden Girls. It's Queer Eye. Oh, I almost put that on my list. I, that's the one I thought we might have the crossover because straight people fucking love Queer Eye. They just love it. Mm-hmm. They go ham for it. It was like the darling of Netflix. It's a reboot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which was a Bravo reality show where it was five gay men and they each had a specialty. Like One was the cook and one was the interior designer and one was lifestyle, whatever the hell fuck that means. I'll get into that. I'll get into that bullshit fake. They do nothing basically. Yeah, one guy the interior designer literally remodels the entire home and then <laughs> the lifestyle guy goes, uh, join a club. Make friends. That's it. Okay. Whatever. Uh, there's a fashion guy of course and then there's a grooming guy. Now, it's the same, what? You forgot about a chef. I don't think you said chef. I did in the beginning. Maybe. Did you? Okay. Maybe I. Maybe I missed it. 
I'll get into that. I'll get into the discrepancies between the first chef and the second chef. They changed the name from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy to Queer Eye because in the first one, it was mostly straight men that they helped. Sometimes it would be a gay man that they helped as like to change it up. But in this show, it's they help straight men. They help trans people. They help women. Like it's different every time. The breakout star of the first one, in my opinion, was Carson Kressley. I'm sure you know Carson Kressley. Yeah, I do. He was the fashion guy and he kind of turned it into being, he's like a TV personality now. He's a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. And And I don't know his name, but the other one I think is rivals him is the guy from Chopped just because I think Chopped is huge. I guess, but I don't, I don't watch Chopped. He's probably had the bigger career. Yeah. Sense. Alton, not Alton Brown. What's his name? I don't know, Dallas. Tim something. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then the the lifestyle guy is Jay Rodriguez, and he's he's been a guest actor on some stuff. He's an actor. He was on a there was a Reba sitcom like ten years ago that they tried to do a new Reba sitcom, and he was an actor on it. The breakout star of the new one is Jonathan Van Ness, who I knew of before. So did I. Oh yeah, because of Game of Thrones, of course. I'm yep. guessing. Yep. The connection there for me though is. One of my favorite podcasts is called Throwing Shade and it's two comedy writers and it's a woman and a gay man and they talk about feminist issues and LGBT plus issues and but they're just really funny and they both have improv backgrounds so it's just a funny podcast but anyways like 10 11 years ago she would get her hair done at a salon where Jonathan was working at the time. He wanted to be in entertainment, but he was he didn't done anything in entertainment yet. Because he's like, he's a legit, I'll get into the legitimacy of <laughs> some of these people. And he is a legit hair stylist. Like, yeah, that was his profession. And uh, she was waiting for him to be done with another client. And he was recapping what he, he thought was Game of Thrones. Turns out it was Spartacus, but whatever. <laughs> but he was talking like it was Game of Thrones. He thought it was. And the way he was talking about the characters and stuff, she just she was like, oh, this needs to be like a show or something. And she was working at Funny or Die. So she created a web series where he would cut people's hair and recap the recent episode of Game of Thrones. And the name, it named itself, Gay of Thrones, yeah. named itself. And I just really liked him. I thought he was very funny. and He'd be on podcasts and stuff. And I followed him on Instagram before he became a goddamn star, by the way, I like to say. So you, so you watched... Game of Thrones mm-hmm. prior to so did I just because I was like I said before I watched Game of Thrones like day one it came out so then just I wanted any content and then yeah. I was big into Funny or Die at the time because like they actually like Will Ferrell tried like I don't even know if it's a thing anymore no it's done I watched I didn't watch the original one for a while and I watched it with Nick once and they are so mean to these men and it's so funny they just go in their lives and they're like a tornado, just terrorizing their lives and ripping their clothes and throwing stuff away and telling them they're horrible. Yeah. I, I've never watched the original one. Yeah. The original one is way different because it, it is just like, they're just so mean. And the new one is all about love and we love you. And yeah. And you have to, you know, cry three different times in the episode. And that's the, they're very different shows. Yeah. 
which I like. I like that they took an idea and changed it. Now let's get into <laughs> the chef. Anthony is not a chef. Okay. And Rachel Ray's not a chef either. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. You don't have to be a trained chef to be a cooking personality. But I wouldn't even call him a cook, to be honest. Like he's a hot guy. He was a he's a model. His Instagram is just all shirtless model pictures. He's eye candy. That's why he's on the show. Yeah. It is what it is. It's fine. But the idea that he's a cook is so funny. Because it's literally, he's just putting avocado on toast. That's what he's doing yep. every episode. I feel like he's making dips. It's always like, oh, I make this dip. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to the first food guy who's a legit, like, I don't even know if he's a trained chef, but he's clearly an expert on food, like, and cares about it. He's not doing anything. He literally isn't doing anything. See, I think he does more than Karamo. Because like what you're saying. Oh, like the, Karamo like is that, at the bottom. But I already said that about the lifestyle yeah, guy. Yeah. You pat him on the back and go, you can do it. They're not doing anything. No, but they're not pretending like they're doing anything either. And Anthony is, he's acting like he's doing, he's not doing anything. My favorite, I died. Did you remember the episode from the first season where it's like this old country man that they help? He's like a country guy he lives in Georgia or whatever, because they were in Atlanta yeah. and he has a beard and bad skin and all that. He's, you know, he's addicted to Mountain Dew. And Anthony goes just out of nowhere. He's like, oh, uh, we'll get rid of the Mountain Dew. You can make your own. And I wasn't even thinking Soda Stream, you know? Yeah. So I was like, this fucking, this 50-year-old country man is not going to make fake Mountain Dew. He's going to drink fucking Mountain Dew. What are you talking about? It's just the funny conceit of like the New York gay guy coming in and being like, you live like this now. It's like, no, <laughs> be a little more realistic. But even Soda Stream, it's like, no, he wants to drink Mountain Dew. He doesn't want to drink fake Mountain Dew. Idiot. Soda Stream is good. Yeah, Talked well, about it's it. It's not Mountain Dew, though. It doesn't taste, I'm sure it doesn't taste the same. I'm sure their version of Mountain Dew is not the same. I don't know if I've tried their version of Mountain Dew. One of my favorite, favorite parts of the, I think it's the first season, is when they go, they go to like a American Legion bar and it's just, Jonathan is just, he's so charismatic. He's just, mm. he knows how to, he, he comes from Quincy, Illinois, which is this tiny little town in Illinois. Like he knows how to play these middle America people. And he goes up to this woman and starts playing with her hair and telling her she has gorgeous long hair. Oh, your hair is so gorgeous. And, it's, and he's wearing like, <laughs> he's in this American Legion bar wearing wearing like a black off the shoulder <laughs> sparkly blouse and they just you know it's just like okay yeah okay because he's so he just knows how to connect with people he could be wearing anything the Anthony thing is i can't get over which i know it's not his fault he's just doing what he's told by the producers but it's just funny to me it's awkward to me at the end of the episodes too because then he's like they're watching the video and he's like Oh, do this. Oh, do this. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. stir the dip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he knew how to cut. He julienne the carrots right. I told him I taught him how to do that. <laughs> and they all clap. Yay. Yeah. I already talked about two. I'll talk about the others. Tan is probably my least favorite. I just don't. Yeah, I don't like him. him. And, and his French, his French tuck, which I think is awful looking personally. Oh, he's no, he's horrible fashion, but I guess that's fashion. <laughs> I will. He's the businessman of the five. He's the one that like he did this simply to get his business 
farther, which is good for him. I think that's great. Although Bobby Burke is doing stuff too, the interior designer. He's got a line. And I see Bobby's on a bunch of like commercials and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Karamo, I will say, is the only, he's probably the only person mainstream America knew just because he was on the real world. I didn't know him. Which I didn't know. I didn't watch real world. So I don't, or that season, I guess. But I think he's the only one who was on TV before because, you know, Game of Thrones was a web series. It wasn't a TV show. And I hadn't heard of the other three at all until the show. But yeah, I mean, Karamo, it's, you know, it's a job for him. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Let's just not, be honest. He, does, he doesn't do anything. Dallas. He's not promoting anything like Tan or Bobby. He's not being funny. He's not entertaining. He's just, he's there to look good and give advice. Kind of. Yeah. That's his thing. But his advice is not even really genuine. It's like just, no, like Karamo seems like a good person. He does. No, he does. But literally no. anybody could have done his advice. No, that he's could not... be anybody. Yeah. He's not really bringing anything to it. He's not like a therapist. He's nothing. He's not. What is, is he even a professional motivation coach? Is no. he that at least? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't know what he is. He's a TV personality. Right. I don't. The show itself. I watched the first two seasons. I think I haven't watched since. Yeah. I mean, like repetitive. Boat. Yeah. So my number three, like I mentioned before we went into this, mine, like the ones I have a couple of kid ones just because I have a two-year-old. So my number three is Blue's Clues and You. Did you watch, because like Blue's Clues, the original one, it was, I was a little too old, but I watched it because my brother did and my sister did, but I think it fits your time frame a little better. It was my favorite show as a child. So were you- was Steve still the host when you were watching yes. it or was it Joe? Steve? It was Steve. Okay. And then when they switched it to whatever, I stopped watching it. Joe. Okay. So this one is Josh. So I wasn't sure if you knew just because like, I feel like if you see somebody's good looking, you're going to look into it, but. <laughs> well, I never heard about this. No. So he is there. I guess Steve and Joe were cousins, I guess maybe. So I think they're all cousins, I think, on the show is how they phrase it. And then they just all take after Blue when they go and do something. But like Steve is a detective in the show that makes a couple appearances. But like Joe is legitimately in like every three or four episodes running a little store inside the world. You know, like when they jump into the picture frame. So Joe's living in that world. Are the salt and pepper shakers still in it? Yep. Yay. And a lot of them look the same. Like it's a very similar design, except for blue and magenta are off to me. They look like the Rugrats now. They're like, yeah, it's like the 3D Mm-mm. and stuff. But the other characters aren't like that. So I don't know why. That's weird. I don't know if it was like in some testing. They're like, oh, we need to make this look more current. But that's part that's a little off. But it, to me, it's the best version of it because Steve was just not, Steve's not very talented. He's not, he was a fine host for the show, but like Josh is way more involved. He seems, he's always has a big smile on his face. He's a better singer, better dancer. Yeah. He's an entertainer. So he's just a lot better at that, but the show has just retained what it was. It, it's better. It's a better version of the nineties blues clues. So I don't mind watching it with Margo because it has the same songs for the most part. For me, a reboot is good when it still holds what the original was and then builds upon it. And this definitely does. 
like I said, I did the animation styles and whatever. But if you are a 90s kid and you have a child, it's a genuinely good show. So if you grew up on it, being a parent, I think show your kid this, you might enjoy it. Yeah. So what's your number two, Dallas? Because this is another question mark because it's not a reboot. What what would we call that? A show that got canceled and then came back like a few years later. Like that's a revival, I guess. That's a revival. revival. So like what I think, I don't know if this is your, what you're on there, but like a similar thing, it was on the same channel as like family guy got canceled. Then bingo. (laughs) That's what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. It's family guy because it didn't get canceled once it got canceled twice. People forget that. But the second, the second revival is the big one because I don't really like the first couple seasons and a lot of people prefer the first couple seasons. I, I don't do. like it. I like that. And then like the first couple seasons back. So I don't know if it was like, was it like two seasons before I got canceled for this time period? Mm-hmm. Was it two or three? To me, the golden era of that show is when it came back in like 2005, 2004 or five. Cause I don't like the tone of the original one. The voices are off the, there's a different actress doing Meg. Stewie is a completely different character. He's like an evil genius, mm-hmm. which they kind he, they kind of bring it back, but they just make him like a gay character basically in the new ones, which he's just so much funnier to me. They did a lot more f- flashbacks or what are those called? Cutaways when yeah. they came back. And I, pers- I think that's what makes the show. I think it's the cutaways are so funny. I include it because it's, for me personally, it was an improvement on the original, even though the reason it came back is because they put the first two seasons on DVD. Yeah. And it was also adult swim was huge. Uh-huh. It was on adult. Yes. It was adult swim. So people were watching on adult swim and reruns. And the DVD sales went through the roof. So Fox was like, oh, wait a second. We fucked up. So there's not much to say. People know what Family Guy is. So what is your number two? My number two is a game show on ABC to tell the truth. Have you watched this game show before? I watched the original one, the black and white one. So I've not watched any of those. And I looked it up. They they did one like the early 2000s with John Hurley, who we've talked about before. I don't really like John Hurley that much. No, he's. But Anthony Anderson is the host of this one. I saw a clip, I think, because this weightlifter I like was on it. Sarah Robles. She's like, she's a big heavyweight weightlifter. She was on an episode, I think. So I like the show. So it is. They bring on three yeah, and you have to actors, guess comedians yeah. that are on. And then, then they have three people that those actors are trying to guess who's what? telling the truth. Yeah. Who, who does what they say they do. So if like, you'll be like, who is the Olympic weightlifter? And then they'll have three people that are all maybe similar builds, but like one might be a woman. One might be in a wheelchair. Another one, just like this big Arnold Schwarzenegger and his prime looking guy. Mm-hmm. So then they ask questions and then they have to guess. Yeah. yeah they're all pretending the to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because they don't tell you who the person is. So the audience you're trying to guess. Yeah. So like, it's a good, like if you're just wanting to have a party with friends and have something on, you can all just guess. Yeah, play a drinking it's like game the along with it. Yeah. You can play along. So I had no idea that it was even a remake. Cause I had never heard of it. It was just scrolling through Hulu and it was like, Oh, Anthony Anderson has 
this game show that he's been hosting since 2016 that I've never heard of. But they usually bring on some stand-up comedians. No one that like is huge. I think like probably the biggest is like Nikki Glazer or something like along those lines, mm-hmm. like that caliber. They've brought on like Bob Saget. So it's like the usual people that are on those type of things. The one episode was kind of cool. They brought on like a, a CIA guy. And then he was able to like guess every single time correctly after it was his turn on who was telling the truth just by their ticks and stuff like that, <laughs> which I kind of wish that they would do that every episode to see if like a CIA person could guess. Mm-hmm. And some of these people are, you think that like, they're lying and they have telling the truth because they have no idea on the topic. It could be like, you're a famous chef and they'll ask the most basic question. And the chef has no idea, or they're, I guess they're trying to lie, which would be weird because they're supposed to be telling the truth, but they'll have yeah. no idea at all. So watching, usually it's like the person that you like, if it was like the Olympic weightlifter, it would be like the person in the wheelchair. So sometimes it's like obvious of like, okay, I am. the person that you're clearly saying is a gigantic looking dude. He's not a weightlifter. He just likes to lift weights. So closing out mine, I just wanted to include a game show because game shows are important to me. I'm not like to tell the truth is a super great show, but it's a, it's a good game it's show. Number two. T- okay. I don't Dallas. I told you, I don't watch rebooted <laughs> television shows. Like I'm oh, not gonna. The show is not good, but it's. I think it's 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 good. It's not like. It's entertainment. It doesn't have to be good or game changing. Not a game. It's not a game changing. There's nothing original to it. It's just celebrities, mostly comics, just riffing together on normal people. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> what is this? <laughs> oh, you're number one. Yeah, we're not number one. What's your number one, Dallas? My number one is. Let me get the full name. Oh my God, it's that long? Well, it's just Gilmore Girls. Thank you. A Year in the Life. Backstory. Yeah, I know. Doesn't matter. It's not about you, Ryan. This is my list. It ran from 2000 to 2007. The creator is Amy Sherman Palladino. She was a writer on Roseanne. This is her show. She created it. She was the showrunner and the head writer and all that. Uh, during season six, there was a lot of negotiations and she was trying to get more time off for the upcoming season and her contract, but they wouldn't budge. So she left for season seven. One of the people under her was promoted to the showrunner and it shows because it's one of those things where even if someone else is listed as the head writer or the writer of an episode it goes through amy sherman paladino she basically rewrites every script it's her voice it felt like fan fiction it felt like he was like writing gilmore girls fan fiction it felt like what what people thought the characters were and they just became like caricatures of themselves it just didn't feel right the last season the way it ended was horrible like the actors didn't know it was going to be the final season they shot the last episode not knowing if it was going to come back and a month later, the lead actress, Lauren Graham, found out basically online. So it's like the show that they worked tirelessly on for seven years to not even get to like rap and celebrate the end of, you know, it's a shitty way to end the show. Cut to 2014. They put it on Netflix. You know, it has a resurgence and everyone's talking about it and people are rewatching it or watching it for the first time because the big issue was 
the main character, Lorelai, and her boyfriend, who it starts out, he's like runs a diner in town. And eventually they date and then they break up. Basically, the show is supposed to end with them getting married. That's how the show is supposed to end. But because the creator left and all that happened, the last episode is, it hints at them getting back together, but there's no wedding, there's no anything. And of course, you know, that pisses fans off. (laughs) And I'm sure it upset the creator too that it didn't end the way she wanted it to. Anyway, all this buzz around it, there's clearly an audience for it. Netflix announces that they're going to do like four movies for like hour and a half to two hour long episodes, basically like mini movies. Ooh, they're that long. They're very long. It's almost 10 hours total. Okay, Cause I looked and I was like four episodes. I'm looking at, at her Wikipedia for what's the main lady's name. Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. And I was like yeah. four. I'm like four episodes. That's pretty short. Yeah. But they were like movie length. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it takes place over a year, which is why it's called a year in the life. And each episode is a season like fall, winter, which if you, if you know the, if you knew the show, that would make sense because the town they live in always has like a fall festival or, you know, when the first snow happens, it's always a big deal. I just remember I got back into it around that time and me and Greg, this is when me and you were like, our friendship was destroyed. So yeah, I would just go to Greg's every night and watch Gilmore Girls. And we watched the whole, all seven seasons over four months around that time is when they announced they were going to bring it back to i love it because they didn't bring it back just to make money like will and grace they didn't bring it back just because it was popular they brought it back to wrap it up the way they wanted to wrap it up originally and they were able to do that and i think that's that's when a reboot or revival is like at its best lorelei's parents are like these rich waspy people and lorelei didn't want to be a part of that life so she leaves home when she's 16 because she got pregnant with rory And the show is 16 years later, and now she needs her parents' help to get Rory into a good high school so she can go to Harvard. Her mom is like, we'll pay for Rory's high school, but you have to have dinner with us every Friday. So there's every episode has like a Friday night dinner. And and they live in a weird, wacky, kooky town, and there's a lot of weird characters in the town. Anyway, so she got to, you know, she got to redo it ending this show the way she wanted. And we had a wedding between Lorelai and Luke. And so did all the actors return? Yeah. Or main actors. Okay. Yeah. Everybody returned, but that was just an exciting moment when that came back. Cause a lot of fans were myself included. were hoping it would happen. So I just love that it was a show you and Greg watched together. Cause I don't know anything about this show, but it seems like it's used to women. Yeah. Women and gay men. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I can just see you guys just I don't know if that's where you're watching it or not, but like just sitting in his bed with no uh-huh. sheets. Yeah. Well, I would sit in his computer chair and he would sit and lay in his bed <laughs> eating yeah. fish sticks or whatever. Do we ever learn why Greg didn't use sheets? He did he not? I didn't notice, to be honest. Yeah, he never used he never had a sheet on his bed one time that I was there. I have no idea. And I've never seen anybody do that before. To sleep with no sheets. Oh, he probably just got sick of having to take him, put him back on. And but why are you taking them off? I clean them. Like I've seen people not like wash their sheets very often. Like I would, I know myself. If it wasn't for Haley, I'd probably wash my you sheets. Never wash your sheets yeah. every six months, maybe. Oh my Unless god, it, Ryan! That was sarcastic. I wash mine like every two weeks. 
but I was just trying to make a joke that I wouldn't wash my sheets very often unless there was like a mess. Oh, I know. Unless you like shit your pants or something. Like for us, it's like <laughs> Margo still has like a bottle. So it'd be like the bottle pouring out and then the stain or anything <laughs> else to add on Gilmore Girls. I've never watched it. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. That's fine. You don't have to. Uh, No, I just like it. Fair enough. God, I can't wait for this. What's what's this going to be? What, my number one? Mm-hmm. So my number one is a cartoon. And the character characters are like 80, 90 years old. Oh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something. No, not Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So it is Mickey Mouse. The shorts that came out. Oh, you know, yeah. The Duh. 2013. But what is, that a, what is that a reboot of? It's just There's... a reboot of Mickey, Ricky Mouse, Mickey Mouse. But it's because it's. It's but a, it's like the shorts like a, from the 20s and 30s and 30s yep so it draws a lot of inspiration from those yeah. yeah yeah and like i love disney stuff but i've always hated mickey mouse because i thought yes. the character was so just blah oh yeah but that's the thing original mickey mouse was an asshole yes and all and these they characters brought it are back asshole. yeah these all these characters are assholes yeah and then and they like the person that created the show he's worked on like he worked on dexter Powerpuff Girls, Texas Laboratory, Laboratory, mm-hmm. but a bunch of Cartoon Network stuff in that like late '90s, early 2000s, and it, yeah, it shows. draws a lot of that. So a lot of like that type of humor. But I was watching an episode today, just uh, reflect on it. Like he makes fun of them not wearing like pants and shirts. So it's like Goofy has his own restaurant, and he's like, "Nope, you're out. You do not have a shirt on. You don't have pants on." <laughs> That's funny. So that. Then they have to combine their outfits for one of them. So one of them can wear clothes and get in. Uh-huh. So like Donald Duck has the clothes and Mickey's hiding because he's naked. Uh, that's which funny. they never make. They never make fun of that. And like they do a lot of stuff where they just self-deprecate these characters. Yeah. And like Mickey Mouse is, is a crappy character from like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's just so like but like the original, though, is like where they're not good characters they have well, major not original but what he became i mean yeah what he became he is like now this so... neutered watered yes. down he's the boring... mascot the mascot he became the mascot have... of disney world basically or disneyland and you can't have a character you can't have yeah. that he's... which which is cool that they have a ride based on yes, this version the hollywood studios which i'm excited to go on because i haven't done that ride yet mm-hmm. have the, you done that ride no because it's like three hour waits when I'm hoping it's not three hours. Yeah, I'm hoping I'll do an hour wait. I'm hoping it's not longer than that. It's usually longer, and no fast yeah. passes now. Yeah, I know. But that's like the one ride that Margo wants to go on because this is the version that I, I was able to it get looks her great to watch. Too. I like it. Looks really good. Because I watch a lot. Like when she's a little bit younger, it was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and it's like, oh my gosh, I just don't care about these versions of the character. Yeah. And like Even I don't like. like the- um, What's the one about uh, where he runs like a nightclub? <sighs> God, what was that called? Mickey's something. Even that version is like he's just like a nice guy. It's so boring. It's all of them. Yes, they're Ugh. so they're all they're all so nice. And it's so... like the only Not one that, like, Donald. Donald's Donald... always been a dick. But he's know. a but he's more of a dick. Like everyone's a dick in this version. They're all. Mm-hmm assholes it was like but margo enjoys it and the sense of humor relates to me because it is that early exactly. 2000s i don't like what we talked about it i don't know if you kept it in or not i'm bad at listening to our own stuff but like i mentioned goofy is like an honorable mention for animated characters yeah, i maybe. don't like his style he looks real creepy 
Yeah, but I I, I kind of like that. I like that they changed him so drastically. Like, yeah, and yeah. he's isn't he like a big whiskers and yeah, he's just, he's a very he's a very off and he wears like, like uh, overalls. Yeah, it's and yeah. it's different color scheme for him and everything. Completely different, yeah. But it's also cool. They have an episode. I think won an Emmy or got nominated. It's all in French. So I don't think there's any English. It seems experimental too. It feels like they yeah. take a lot of risks. And I like that runtime, that three minute, four minute episode, which nobody does, but it draws on that like thirties Mickey mouse. Mm-hmm. And I think they do an actual show now on Disney plus, but I have not watched that. I've just watched a lot of these shorts because they'll have like 10 episodes just in a row. So we just sit and watch those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like the reason I like Mickey Mouse now is this version before yeah. I just I, I hated it. I don't I didn't understand why Mickey Mouse was the character Disney gravitated towards. Well, I, I don't even know how that happened, but once he became the mascot of Disneyland, he had to become more child friendly because original Mickey Mouse is like smoking and yeah. <laughs> like he's a dickhead. <laughs> Like Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, and all that. Like they're assholes. Who, who was the character pre Mickey? I forget his name. It's Oswald. Like a, the, Oswald. But then it was another company had the rights to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's you know, it's a whole story. The guy that Disney was working for, he basically stole Mickey from this other guy, and <laughs> and made his own studio. Like they split off. Yeah. And he didn't have the rights to Oswald because it was the other guy's creation. Did you watch any? Because I didn't grow up watching any of like the Mickey Mouse shorts. I don't even know where those aired. The original ones. Yeah. 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 I never had watched Disney. Those. Like Channel I knew would Ste- show them in the morning sometimes. Like I know Steamboat Willie just because that's like the famous one, and now it's like the intro to their movies and stuff. Yeah, I saw a lot of Donald Duck ones, like with uh, Chip and Dale, or when he'd go to the national parks with Humphrey the Bear. But they're real good. Like they're on Disney Plus a lot of. Them, oh, they're not so all good. of them. And when we went to Disney World, they would there would be a channel that was just Mickey mouse shorts and I would just have it on all the time. Yeah. So I saw a lot of them. And I also, I just like, I like the, and it's not hand-drawn, but I, I like that style of animation where it looks like a hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. I don't like the cheap Mickey mouse clubhouse or clubhouse, like or the it racers or whatever. So it's bad. so low budget 3d. It's like, okay, we're going to take our worst team and have no budget on this. It just looks like a, it looks like a 1995 attempt at an animated 3D movie. It's like the caliber of Toy Story 1. And it's just like, oh, this isn't good. So, good well, topic, Dallas. That'll do it for this episode of Five with Ryan and Dallas. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at 5rd. Pod. That's the number five, R-D-P-O-D. Join us next Monday, and thank you for listening.